What's going on internet? How are we all doing well out there? I hope as usual. So we're on, what is it now? Episode 20 or something. So I think it's 20. Pretty sure it's 20. So how are you all? All good? All loving life and living the various dreams that you wanted to live or not? Who, who knows? I don't know you. But yeah, things. So as always from um, this point, this is brought to you by our friends of the podcast, the Ogmar Academy and Lorcron Miniatures. Ogmar Academy, home to all of your D&D needs. If they will teach you how to play that game if it kills someone. It very well might if I'm involved in any way, shape or form. Lovely people, as I've said before. There will be a link in the description. Uh, should you wish to get in touch with them, join their Discord... See, you know, if you if you haven't played tabletop games before, maybe start there, you know, a nice friendly group of people to show you the ropes. Lorcron Miniatures, ironically, I had a chat with him the other day, or her, I have no actual idea. I had a chat with them, and they were very kind and put my podcast on Facebook, it was wonderful of them, I appreciated it deeply. Um, said to him, oh, have you got any new miniatures coming out that I can do like something about when I record? And he said, well, actually, ironic, uh, conveniently, he's just released a set of pirate-themed miniatures, or he's releasing a set of pirate-themed miniatures. Um, the, the coincidence was unbelievable, because this episode is real people, crazier than fiction, and Bonnie, the pirate queen of the Caribbean. Like, it was just meant to be, clearly. Um, Lorcron miniatures, you can buy minis for tabletop games, um, wargaming, anything you need that sort of paraphernalia for, he's on Etsy he's got his own website, he's on Facebook I'll drop a link to the website again just look down um, but with all that being said um, let's do some intro music can hear right now is the chirping of birds while I'm recording and I wish they'd be quiet. Stop it. I'm busy. Oh, they ain't fucking listening today. So, today we are going to talk about a lady of myth of legend who defied all odds as a woman in the 17 somethings, uh, between years of 1700 and 1720 I believe, was her active years, who not active years, that was as much as we know about her life. We'll get to that, I'll, yeah, we're going to go from the start, but, you know, at a time where women didn't have rights, at a time where they were the wives and the maintainers of the house and the men went out and did everything, a woman who managed to become a legend that pervades to this day, you can see her in popular culture to this day, in like the TV show Black Sails in Assassin's Creed 4, Anything pirate-related, they'll probably mention Anne Bonnie somewhere. So, without further ado, I think we should just jump straight into this. It's going to be more of a... It's like a little history lesson, this one. So, there's a lot of things we don't know about Anne Bonnie. I'm going to call her Anne Bonnie for the duration, but that was her married name. We do know where she was born. She was born in Old Head of Kinsale, which is uh, in County Cork of Ireland. Uh, it's right at the bottom of Southern Ireland. It's named for the city of Cork, which is nearby-ish. It's the second largest city in the country, because Southern and Northern Ireland are two separate countries. Um, I digress. <laughs> it's a headland, it has a castle, it's very nice, it's got a nice lighthouse. Uh, currently it's actually a golf course, 
and apparently um, I read online somewhere that the locals are always trying to like hey make it public land you bitch but digressions already so from what we do know a lot of her history and her life is kind of lost to the ages even though it's not ancient or medieval history it's still a time where not everyone could read and write things were difficult to record most of what we have comes from documents of her wanted bounties and such but she's thought to be the illegitimate daughter of the Irish lawyer William Cormack and I hope I'm saying that right because I don't speak Irish and she was um, <clears throat> excuse me born to the maid of his household a Mary Brennan over the course of her life and had a difficult upbringing she was essentially not treated as a daughter for the formative years of her life she was treated as a distant relative um, to avoid suspicion she was dressed as a boy for some parts of her life she her father just said oh it's a, it's a relative she's the child of a relative who's passed away so I'm looking after her uh, eventually the truth did in fact come out and William's wife left him now the thing to understand about law and business back in those days your reputation was everything so how could you trust a man to represent you if he wouldn't even be honest with his wife about such a matter so following the departure of his wife he get, he did gain full custody of his daughter but his legal practice dried the fuck up no one wanted anything to do with him because he was a cad and a coward so he used what option was left to him and that was to go to the states start anew uh, he moved to the states with his partner I want to say Mary Brennan his maid it was believed she had a hard time adjusting to this new life she was known as I'm quoting directly from many sources um, as being a good catch but possessing a fiery temper so pretty girl fucking angry the best sort you can meet in life. You're never going to be bored at least. Her mother, who did live with them in Charlestown, North Carolina, um, died of typhoid fever in 1711. And we'll talk about dates for a second. As much as we think that she was born in the year 1700, there is room, give or take, five years I'd say. Because there's no accurate date. We know roughly how old she was, so I'd say, yeah, give or take three to five years each way. So it could, she could have been 1711, she could have been 14 or 8. One of the two. But she eventually matured into a role of her father's household, eventually sort of running it as the lady of the house would. But to reference her fiery temper, she... At the age of 13, supposedly stabbed a serving girl near to death and um, beat a suitor who had come to, you know, oh, let's see if I get on with her and then I'm going to marry her and pump her full of babies. Apparently, again speculatory, he decided he didn't want to wait to pump her full of babies. He was like, man, I kind of want to do it now. And she was like, I don't really want you to. I'm basically a child. And he was like, bitch, it's 17 something. That's okay with me. So she beat the man half to death. Which is a perfectly suitable reaction, if you ask me, at this point. So, it's somewhat believed that the death of her mother did affect her in 
some way, although Legends of her temper were already a thing at the time. So, who knows? I mean, I think some people are just born angry. Like, obviously she had hardship and bad things happen to people. I think some of us are just more prone to a volatile response than others. Uh, whether it be nature or nurture. I'm not a evolutionary psychologist, so I don't really have a ground to comment on that one. So, eventually, hoping to inherit her father's money and estate, Mary did in fact marry. She married a man named James Bonney, a man of virtually no note who I've been able to find nothing about in the history books. He is only known for being Anne Bonney's husband for the time that they were. <clears throat> he was a bit of a ruffian, as as documents have basically stated, and her father basically kicked her out. I was like, no, don't care. no, I'm not having this man be my son-in-law. You can either call this off or get out. So she got out. Uh, eventually, her and her partner James managed to make their way to the port of Nassau in the Bahamas. At the time, it was called New Providence. Yeah, I've been reading history. This is my jam. James is said to embark on a, uh, on a career as a professional grass or a snitch or a tattletale or whatever term is colloquially used where you are. I call it a grass. Where his whole job was to find pirates who were breaking the law, snitch on them, tattle on them, grass on them to the local governor and receive payment for this service. And he vowed he would bring in the biggest and deadliest pirates of the time Blackbeard um, Blackbeard and Blackbeard <laughs> because let's face it, Blackbeard is enough it's believed during this period that Anne was a not a slut shame but she did like a dick in she um, was known to frequent the pirates taverns uh, and just drink, be merry get a dick in, live life to its fullest that's a theme that would follow her for her entire life, not the slut bit, but the idea of she just wanted to live life as much as she could while she could, and I think that's something a lot of us can relate to, although not the whole piracy and murder thing. Most of us don't stab our servants. Man, having servants must be great. It was during one of these um, forays into the local taverns she met uh, a man who would probably have the biggest impact on her life. And that was um, Captain Jack Rackman. I can't pronounce the middle name. I think it's Calico or Calico or something along those lines. Who was one of the most notorious pirates um, of the region at the time. Now her husband either did or didn't even knew and did nothing or didn't know about this. But Anne was infatuated with this man and his way of life. So they stole a ship. They stole a small sloop. Uh, it violated a parole they had at the time actually. I can't remember what the specific crime was, but Jack Rackman had a parole at the time with the local governor, who had in fact been a pirate, a privateer, that he was not to commit any more crimes, basically, or he, I think, faced a noose, and then he stole a ship for a girl. Ladies, if you're out there, get a man to steal a ship for you. It shows he cares. And they set off into the wide blue unknown. It's, at this point, history gets very muddled, because... How are you going to track down every single ship that was raided by this crew uh, of the ship Revenge? At some point, it was in fact revealed she was a man. A man? A woman. <laughs> Goddamn. Because she would act the captain's wife, 
but then when battle came and ships were raided she would dress as a man and wield cutlass and pistol with everyone else and people died to her hand she was a prolific murderess uh, even her own crew upon criticising and realising that she was in fact a woman she was known to just put a bullet in their head and end the conversation there and then so this would probably be about the time she was 17, 18 and over the course of her adventures on the high seas of her, her new, I want to call him her husband her new husband Jack she met another female pirate named Mary Reed who would have another tremendous influence on her life because it was finally someone she could view as an as a partner in crime as an equal another another woman who had lived a shitty life who was trying to live it to the fullest as much as she could while she could by being a pirate now at this point um Anne Bonnie became so notorious she became known as the queen of the caribbean with um, Mary Reed Mary Reed is I would have said no less notable in her achievements and exploits but it's one of those things that if you've got two people doing exactly the same thing and they're both are very famous for the exact same thing especially in this sort of era one of them will always be more renowned than the other and that is Anne Bonny unfortunately for Mary Reed she died um, <laughs> she became the more famous of the two ladies although they were both very very similar around 1720 and this is one that is written down there it was in 1720 so she would have been between I'd have said 25 and 15 but I choose to not believe 15 because that would be weird maybe that give or take 5 years was be a bad estimate I'd probably say give or take 2 or 3 years in hindsight so go back to past me call him an idiot and come back here and congratulate me for catching my own error because I don't think a 15 year old would have been this famous I think they would have swept that under the rug a bit more because you don't want all these sailors and people thinking they've had the shit kicked out of them by a 15 year old girl that would be embarrassing anyway so around October 1720 they had a very very successful raid the crew of the revenge and decided to celebrate by drinking a tremendous amount they got into such a state of inebriation that when they were grasped and snitched upon and a ship of British marines arrived all of the menfolk were unable to fight and they were in too horrible a state and they were very easily captured however Anne Bonny and Mary Reed and I'm going to take some creative license with this I would imagine they probably stood back to back um, with cutlass and pistol fought to the end of their own capture unfortunately well I say unfortunately unfortunately for the legend they were captured probably had some unpleasant experiences in the local prisons however there was a little technicality in the law back then that she was to be pardoned for she claimed that she had a child um, she was pregnant basically I was don't know how I was going to phrase that in such a weird way. That was odd. But and Bonnie was in fact pregnant with Jack's child, and Mary Reed allegedly was also pregnant with the child of another pirate. Unfortunately for Mary, she would die shortly after giving birth uh, to fever that is believed to have been brought on by her having a child. Uh, nothing is known of what happened to her child after that, as far as I'm aware. 
If you're secretly the great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Mary Reed, get in touch. Anyway. And Bonnie probably drops all of my favourite lines in history at this stage of her life. She visited Jack Rackman before he was to hang, the day before, allegedly. Uh, the whole crew was locked up in that prison, ready to hang on the morrow. She entered the room and saw her wasted degenerate of a partner and has allegedly said, had you fought like a man, you wouldn't be about to die like a dog. At which point she left. It is not known where she went or what happened. She vanished. But she left her mark on the world. She did not just simply vanish into the night. She vanished into legend. And that is the short summary of the life of Anne Bonnet or Anne Bonnet, the pirate queen of the Caribbean. And I hope you enjoyed hearing it, everyone. There's actually a song that I listened to recently. It's actually what inspired the idea for this episode. Because I've always sort of liked the idea of, ah, oh, maybe I'll do like a little people from history crazier than fiction. Because I think that's nice. There's a lady, Caroline. Caroline? Carline? I can't print I don't know. I can't read it. I haven't got my glasses. On, she's done a sort of shanty song called Anne Bonnie. Although some of the details get a bit because it's in song form it's very accurate to history so if you like that kind of music I recommend it and there'll be a link in the description below for that because I found it to be quite pleasant she's got a very lovely voice but that'll do it for today guys uh, thank you very much for listening I hope you're alright I hope you're happy you were here um, if you want to get in touch it's at letstalkfantasy93 at gmail.com and there's a Facebook and all that other nonsense that the kids are into these days. So, ta-ta, have a good one. Cheers.